listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Monday afternoon. And I'd like to welcome back on the program our next guest today, fitness coach from Elite Personal uh, Studios, Nathan Solia. Nathan, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing? Hi, Noreen. How are you doing? Uh, yes, I'm good, thank you. Are you able to hear me? Yes, I can. I can. Hi, everyone. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, you've got a big topic today. Uh, what are we talking about uh, this week? Uh, we're talking about the gap between the fitness industry and the medical industry and how that's starting to close. What does that mean then? Well, the, the uh, and that's a, a good question because you know, when I was looking at this last week, I started to realize that, um, you know, the, there's a the medical industry where you've got mainly people who are sick, who are unhealthy, who have, you know, some sort of pre-existing injury or something, or maybe seen a, a medical practitioner or may even be taking, you know, a, a plethora of daily uh, pharmaceutical drugs. And so these are those people that I, I call they're in the health and medical industry. Then you've got the other end, which, of course, is, you know, people really fit, very healthy, you know, um, you know, they're, they're not taking daily drugs. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're living a, a, a very healthy life. So they're, they're, they're free from disease. Um, and, you know, that, that's, the, the, that's up the other end. And so there's this gap between the fitness industry and the medical industry because what's actually happening and, and you know, it was – all came down to an article I was reading last week of there's new courses now coming out to be able to train personal trainers, to be able to support people who are still in the health and medical industry, to be able to give, build a, small, a, a bridge gradually over so that way they can go back into fitness and they can do you know functional things and they can go play sport and so forth. So, um, yeah, right now what's happening is, is like the medical practitioners – are finishing with these people or the doctors are saying, okay, we well, now you need to start doing exercise. These people are going to normal personal trainers who are personal trainers who are not really um, geared up to take care of people that uh, have got diabetes or have got um, ob who are obese or um, people that are um, uh, got chronic fatigue or, or diseases that require a certain level of knowledge and expertise so that way they're not overtraining these people. So they are still personal trainers, but like, like you said, they, they need a sort of different um, area of expertise. So they're personal trainers, but with, with a different sort of uh, d a different background? Skill, set. Skill sets, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Oh, wow. So the, the whole idea is, is to be able to, um, you know, because we know that in the, 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 the medical industry, there's around 45% of the population that either take a daily drug or see a daily practice or, or see a practitioner, you know, once or twice a week, or they go and see their doctor or they're in and out of hospitals. So in the fitness industry, you know, it's anywhere between 11 and a 15% of your, of your population that are exercising. So there's a big gap in there, right? So there's a big gap of around 30% of the population that are in the health in, in the medical industry who may or may not want to get out of that you know that daily drug or going to see the doctor or have been advised by their doctor to start getting fitness into their regime but they're just not sure how to do it other than you know going for a little walk here, here and there uh, or, or or whatever that may be 
but to be able to get these people from the health and fit uh, from the, the the health and medical industry and walk them through these baby steps until they get to the fitness industry at the end. So, ah, okay, I can see. Oh, okay, they're also known as medical exercise specialists, or is that what they call call these in the states? They're actually calling them medical fitness trainers. Oh, okay. So they specialize in, and you know, it's very similar to you know how we work with us with our clients in our studio. We're we're corrective holistic exercise kinesiologists. But there, you know, but there's a next stage in there after they sort of come out of, you know, their their their, you know, their they're with their doctors, but they need a um, a trainer that has experience or has done or has been educated in training people with that particular, you know, with like that cardiovascular diseases or diabetes, yeah, like you said. Yeah, if okay. they're coming off. If they're coming off being a heart attack, you know, if, if they, they're coming off, um, you know, a, a stroke, how can a trainer take these people and create a program that's going to step them through all the way through to the end, which we all know, you know, fitness down the other ends like F45 and, and, um, uh, and pure and, and aerobics classes and, and weight training and things like this. So, so this this sort of little niche that's coming up because like i said you know that the 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 medical industry is growing you know we're getting sicker as human beings than we ever have before so now there's actually a you know there's a demand for people because i'm getting that demand right now where i'm getting people coming to me and saying hey look i've heard that you're really good with people with back problems and I don't want to send him to a normal personal trainer and I don't want him to do exercise on his own, but I want him to have someone that has experience with back issues. We're probably having back issues because we're spending so much time in a bad posture, sitting in front of a desk, we're facing a computer for, for 10 yeah, hours that's a, a day. Totally, that's, that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> oh, that's so depressing when you say it like that. It's true. Um, and, and we not just back pain, but shoulder aches and, and leg pains and what have you i wonder i wonder uh, oh absolutely yeah oh. absolutely well let's talk a little so, sorry go on yeah sorry. go on no no go on nathan yeah so so you know the the, the whole the, the the whole movement is going right now is is that you know we need to start filling this gap between that the the medical industry and the fitness industry otherwise we're never we're, we're never going to get these people we're going to get a very small amount of these medical people these people out of the medical industry over to fitness because what tends to happen with fitness instructors and you know and I am playing I'm painting it broadly across is is that because of fitness is usually too hard for these people to do what these people tend to get is that they go, oh, this is too hard for me. Maybe I shouldn't be exercising because this is not good for me. Because at the end of the day, exercise is a stress on your body. That's true. But, and a lot of a lot of these people, you know, have just come out of rehab. They, you know, may not have the energy to, to exercise because when you think of exercise, it feels more strenuous, but actually it doesn't have to be. It can just be something like light stretching, like you've pointed out in the past. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you know, you using energizing exercises or working in exercise are also a great alternative as opposed to doing, you know, a, a really strenuous exercise. In, but to be fair, though, we do require to move. And the idea is, is if we can exercise within 5 to 10% of where we are right now higher, mm 
then of course our body is going to adapt to it the next time we see, you know, next time we revisit that exercise again. So we're putting the bo- the body under a, a higher physiological load, and it's slowly building that up over time. So, you know, having someone that is very clued in and knowing how far that is for you would be beneficial for those people who are, you know, inexperienced. Because you know, too many times is like you know these people go and see. Um, a fitness instructor or a personal trainer or even do an aerobics class and they find it too difficult which means that they're so sore or they're you know they they become sick because of the stress the the stress that their body has been put under that they're not normally used to but it's too high a load yeah um, so for, for these uh, medical fitness uh, trainers, they, do they need to have like a special certification or is it from, from experience of, of previous experience of working with uh, stroke patients? I mean, do you need a proper certification? Well, that's it. I mean, the, that's the thing with our industry is, is that, you know, we, we, we don't have a governing body as in, um, uh, you know, we have, you know, NASM, which which governs, you know, globe, a, a global course they offer. And that's very similar to um, the American, American Council of Exercise. Um, and that's very, very similar to what we have in, in Hong Kong called AASFP, um, um, Asian Academy of Sports Fitness Professionals. And they have a, they have a, 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 you know, saying you must have this qualification and you must keep it up to regular. But we don't have anything like the medical industry mm. where it's very well governed. Mm. Um, and and you know, do we have to have a certificate that people recommend to us? No, there's not. And this is where our industry needs to go next. And the industry needs to go towards becoming, you know, you're setting a level of trainers throughout. So that way, you know, People can distinguish between, oh, that is the best trainer for me, or I can go for a trainer that's brand new, but of course it's a cheaper option because I don't have any issues. Yeah. So, so we really need to sort of, you know, build this up where, you know, there is an, an actual, you must have this course to be able to get this group of people. Right now, there's courses offered by, um, uh, by uh, NASM and, um, and, the Czech program, which is a program that that I'm affiliated with, that tailors towards helping people that are unhealthy. So that would be, you know, if you are if you are looking for someone that if you've just come out of, you know, um, you know the you know hospital and you're looking to fit, because that's what's happening in the middle. A lot of people are, are are looking to ways of being able to get themselves fitter and healthier. So that way, if and when they do get struck down by any any sort of virus, you know, they are. Um, you know, they're strong enough to fight it off. But which one do they choose and how do they know which one to choose? And that's where I would look at people's qualifications. First one I would look at is, is like, you know, how long they've been personal training for and if they have any background towards or even have any testimonials or have any people that they can talk to that has a similar or the same um, condition that the person's dealing with. And then that way you can do it. But right now there's no real government um, governing body courses yeah. that's correct yeah to be able to say hey that's the course for that and that's the course for that yeah because i mean it sounds to me that uh, it, there's definitely a difference between what you're describing like a medical exercise compared to just a regular personal training because you know these people uh, maybe are working with post-stroke clients or people with parkinson diseases or or um 
I don't know, spine surgery or post spine surgery. So these are sort of yeah. more specialized uh, compared to your regular uh, fitness training to somebody with, with yeah. a. But yeah, okay, that's very and, interesting. And the thing is, is like if you put them with the wrong, if you put them with the wrong trainer, then the trainer will either do two things: they'll either not do enough for that person and end up just walking with them on a treadmill for an hour, <laughs> or they'll do too much too with much. them, which yes. ends up yeah, yeah, which ends up you know hurting them or or or, or scaring them or even worse, you know, injuring them. Um, so you've just got to be, you know, when it comes to choosing the right practitioner or the right personal trainer, the, the people that I would look at is, is looking at those people who have that expertise. Yeah, I sort of see it as like a cross between a, a personal trainer slash physical therapist because, you know, I think a lot of the work that you do as well is a bit of, of both. You know, you do personal training with a bit of uh, physical therapy, you know, ad- identifying um, points where or, or things that your clients uh, need to improve on posture or back or what have you and, and, and finding uh, tailor-made exercises for those clients. So it's a bit... Yeah, physical therapy esque. Absolutely, and and that that you brought up a really good point is is like if your trainer is not doing an assessment with you before you start, then maybe that's not the trainer that you should be having because your trainer should be assessing where you are right now, what you're capable of, and knowing where to start you on that continuum of of exercise and movement. Exactly, because someone might look really fit. I mean, I might look really fit, as you all know, but I'm actually not very fit. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a great that's a that's a great point. Somebody I, can be, I, yeah. Sorry, yeah, go I, on, Nathan. I, I, I had a client. I had a client, and you'd look at him, and he was ripped. You know, he he had you know, he he was in really great shape. Um, not not just you, Noreen, and um, and, and and he you know, couldn't and, even it, lift fifty kilos. And and he had a slip disc. Yes, that would. So yes. you know, so if, you can't if he tell. had gone with anyone and not known that, then the guy could have ended up really, really hurt. Yes. But as it happened, we did a posture assessment. We were able to gauge on where that pain was and how much we could load that that um you know that that position up. We slowly and gradually built us up until he was able to lift fifty kilos, and that took um, that took about a year. So that took 12 months before he could lift 50 kilos. But he went from a doctor, you know, a, a, a surgeon saying he needed to have, um, you know, to have a surgery on his back to one year later being able to lift 50 kilos and not have to have the surgery. Wow, that's great news. And, you know, it's such a fine line uh, between avoiding injury and also slowly building up his or her fitness well in, in that case his fitness because you want to build yeah. up his fitness but you also yeah. want to avoid any further injury uh, to yeah. his back yeah, yeah wow. and that really comes down to the the programming of the trainer and and the gradual progression because you know with with my practices is that we gradually build them up and one of those things that that clients mention is is like they the, the feedback they say is that I always feel like I'm improving. Yeah. So they don't feel like they're stagnating. They're always feeling like they're improving. So, you know, that's really, really a, a, an important point when it comes to, you know, training is, is that you, you, you cannot just plateau. You've just got to keep going and going and going and going. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to lift 100 kilos off the floor, but you would be able to do so much more with your body than what you previously did with with little or no pain, you know, being able to do that. So, you know, 
one example is is like a, a client of mine. Um, he's had a shoulder problem for for many many years, um, where he couldn't even you know we couldn't even push like five pounds without feeling sharp pain in the shoulder, and now he's gone from five pounds to now being able to do you know a full push up, and, and with no pain. Whoa. So. So, so the whole idea is, is like, how can you progress this person slow enough, yet continue to progress them to a point where they are able to do functional stuff again? And that's, and that's where I think our industry needs to go to be able to really, um, you know, to really, uh, first of all, not lose people that are coming out of the medical industry who really want to be able to go, right, I'm sick and tired of being on a daily drug. I want to be able to get off it. I want to get in the right practitioner or, or the right personal trainer. And then that way they get them and they feel safe enough to progress with this trainer to the point where they are get out the other end feeling fitter, stronger, faster, you know, more mobile and so forth, rather than feeling like, oh, my God, I don't feel safe with this person because I feel like I'm going to get injured every time or I feel tired every time I finish the workout. So, yeah, it, it is such a fine line. And that's where the that's I guess that's where your experience comes in. But that doesn't mean people who go and study like this medical fitness trainer course that I, I saw online or the corrective holistic exercise kinesiology course, the check program, um, that people can get those skills and tools and be able to bring those back and apply them for their clients, especially you know, there's those clients that are struggling with with health and 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 uh, and low fitness levels. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think you're absolutely uh, spot on in the point that you know there are some people who who may have been injured or may have been sick, uh, whether it's long term diseases or have just left them feeling a bit limited, and and quite often these limitations stop them from wanting to achieve a healthier lifestyle or or getting a, a healthy goal or something because they feel too tired or just they don't feel up for it. So it's important to really have someone to motivate them and to, to help them slowly build up their fitness uh, once oh, again. Yeah, I'm absolutely. sure you've seen clients like that, many people who you know, may have had a, a stroke, for example, or something maybe less serious, but just leave them with limitations that they don't want to yeah. um, uh, exercise as much or they don't feel like themselves anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, and you know, and it's a catch-22 because the less you move, the, the 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 less your your strength of your brain is as well so we've got to be able to move to be able to strengthen the brain too um and you know that many many people are caught out that you know when they they think oh i'm going to go do some exercise they don't feel confident to be able to keep progressing they reach a plateau and they sort of stay there um and you know that's that's in a way you're, you're sort of going backwards. You ever heard the saying that if you're not moving, you're actually if you're not moving forward, you're actually moving backwards. Yes, and yes. that's where we want to be able to do is we want to keep pushing that curve where you know you're making incremental advances and, and improvements, so that way your body is not going backwards. Exactly. All right. Well, if our listeners are interested to know a bit more, Nathan, about, about you and your work, where can they find you? Oh, absolutely. If they want to reach me, they can get me on Facebook on Elite Personal Training or you can um, you can reach out to me on um, uh, Nathan at Elite PT Studio or you can even check out my YouTube channel. I've just launched a couple of new videos on there as well, which is Elite Personal Training Hong Kong. Excellent. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time this week. Until next week and take care and we'll chat to you again uh, next Monday. Thank you very much to Nathan Solier, a fitness Thanks, coach. Sorry. Bye for now. Bye.